It's the Code St. Luke Telephone Broadcasting Service and Podcast for Friday, November 6, 2020. It is a strangely warm day today. We hope you're enjoying this uh, unseasonably mild weather. But, you know, it's November and it will get cold and it will get dreary. The Code St. Luke Public Library's Farah Mohammed is here to share some of her favorite blues music. Here is Farah. Hello, and welcome to A Musical Moment. My name is Farah Mohammed, and today I'll be singing the blues. Well, actually more like talking about the blues. As we enter the 11th month of this year, I thought what better way to describe November musically than to play some blues. Now, I did an internet search on the month of November, and here are some adjectives that came up. Dreary, cold, gray, dull, frosty, weary, bleak, gloomy, miserable, rainy, dark, inhospitable. Yikes. Unfortunately, sometimes November gets a bad rap. Not only do the clocks turn back, which of course means it gets dark around 4.30, but the glorious fall colors are gone, the trees are bare, and the wind is bitter. For some, November might be considered depressing because it's the start of the winter season. That means getting out the hats and scarves, coats, and dare I say, winter boots. Even the animals hibernate at this time. It's hard to be pleasant or even happy when you're experiencing the damp coldness of a November day. So what better way to celebrate November than to sing the blues? Now, what exactly is blues music? Well, blues is an African-American music that traverses a wide range of emotions and musical styles. Feeling blue is expressed in songs whose verses lament injustice or express longing for a better life or about lost loves, jobs, or money. But blues is also a raucous dance music that celebrates pleasure and success. Central to the idea of blues performance is the concept that by performing or listening to the blues, one is able to overcome sadness and lose the blues. Now this musical genre had originated in the deep south of the United States in the 1860s. Blues incorporated spirituals, work songs, field hollers, shouts, chants, and rhymed simple narrative ballads. Blue notes, or quote-unquote worried notes, usually the flattened third, fifth, or seventh degree of a scale, were an essential part of the sound. Blues shuffles, or walking bass, reinforced the trance-like rhythm and formed a repetitive effect known as the groove. Blues has since evolved from the unaccompanied vocal music and oral traditions of slaves into a wide variety of styles and subgenres. Blues subgenres include country blues, such as Delta blues and Piedmont blues, as well as urban blues styles, such as Chicago blues and West Coast blues. World War II marked the transition from acoustic to electric blues and the progressive opening of blues music to a wider audience 
especially white listeners. In the 1960s and 1970s, a hybrid form called blues rock developed, which blended blues styles with rock music. So let's get started. Billie Holiday was one of the world's foremost jazz singers with that flexible but fragile voice that spoke to the heart of a woman's pain and vulnerability. Nicknamed Lady Day by her friend and music partner Lester Young, Holiday had an innovative influence on jazz music and pop singing. Her vocal style, strongly inspired by jazz instrumentalists, pioneered a new way of manipulating phrasing and tempo. She was known for her vocal delivery and improvisational skills, which, upon hearing, was transcendent and heartrending. Here is Am I Blue, a song by Harry Axe and Grant Clark, written in 1929 and then featured in four films that year. It had appeared in 42 movies, most recently in Funny Lady and The Cotton Club. Am I blue? Am I blue? Ain't these tears in these eyes telling you? How can you ask me, am I blue? Why wouldn't you be too? If each plan with your man done fell through. Gone and we're through. And 
Now here's a sophisticated and smooth number by Riley B. King, otherwise known to you and me as B.B. King. B.B. King was an absolute icon in the history of blues music. He was an American singer-songwriter, guitarist, and record producer. He introduced a sophisticated style of soloing with his characteristic fluid string bending and shimmering vibrato that influenced many later blues electric guitar players. King was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987 and is one of the most influential blues musicians of all time, earning the nickname the King of Blues. As well, he is considered one of the three kings of blues guitar, along with Albert King and Freddie King, none of whom are blood-related. King performed tirelessly throughout his musical career, appearing on average at more than 200 concerts per year into his 70s. In 1956 alone, he appeared at 342 shows. King was born on a cotton plantation in Itabena, Mississippi, and later worked at a cotton gin in Indianola, Mississippi. He was attracted to music and the guitar in church and began his career in juke joints and local radio. He later lived in Memphis, Tennessee and Chicago, and as his fame grew, he toured the world extensively. King died at the age of 89 in Las Vegas, Nevada, on May 14, 2015. Here is How Blue Can You Get? It reached number 97 on the Billboard Hot 100 Pop Chart in 1964. The song became a fixture in King's live shows for decades. Here is the live version of the song from his Live at the Regal album recorded in Chicago in 1964. King prefaced it with, and I quote, pay attention to the lyrics, not so much to my singing or the band, end quote. I gave you a brand new Ford and you said, I want a Cadillac. I bought you a $10 dinner. You said, thanks for the snack. I let you live in my penthouse. You said, it was just a shack. I gave you seven children and now you want to give them back. This next tune, while we're reminiscing here, I would like for you to pay attention to the lyrics, not so much to my singing or the band. Of course, I think they're wailing out there, though. How about a big hand for them? Give them a big hand. A little swing. Thank you. Thank you, but now we're going way down in the alley. Way down in the alley. I like to play a little bit.
She was one of the most extraordinary artists of the 20th century, an icon of American music. She was the consummate musical storyteller who used her remarkable talent to create a legacy of liberation, empowerment, passion, and love through a magnificent body of work. She earned the moniker High Priestess of Soul, for she could weave a spell so seductive and hypnotic that the listener would lose track of time and space as they became absorbed in the moment. She was who the world would come to know as Nina Simone. When Nina Simone died on April 21st, 2003, she left a timeless treasure trove of musical magic spanning over four decades from her first hit, the 1959 top 10 classic, I Loves You, Porgy, to a single woman, the title cut from her one and only 1993 Electra album. What was constant was the element of honest emotion, and that was the approach to every piece that became Nina's uncompromising musical trademark. Feeling Good is perhaps the ultimate feel-good song. It soars and swoops, invoking the joy of nature, the freedom of a bird flying high. It thrills. It was written to express a particular kind of euphoria, that which comes with liberation from oppression. It was written by British songwriters Anthony Newley and Leslie Bricuse for their stage musical, The Roar of the Grease Paint, The Smell of the Crowd. Released during the ferment of the civil rights protests, Simone's Feeling Good was a manifestation of that movement's burning desire for freedom. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good. <laughs> 
fly out in the sun you know what I mean don't you know butterflies all having fun you know what I mean sleep in peace when day is done that's what I mean and this old world is a new world in a bold world for me Robert Johnson, the root source for a whole generation of blues and rock and roll musicians. The most emotionally committed of all blues singers. The greatest singer, the greatest writer. The greatest folk blues guitar player that ever lived. The most accomplished and certainly the most influential of all bluesmen. He is a visionary artist. These are just some of the descriptions offered by musicians and writers that have been awed by the music of Robert Johnson. Little wonder, then, that the man's life and work have become the stuff of legend. Robert Leboy Johnson was an American blues singer, songwriter, and musician. His landmark recordings in 1936 and 1937 display a combination of singing, guitar skills, and songwriting talent that has influenced later generations of musicians. Eric Clapton has called Johnson, and I quote, the most important blues singer that ever lived, end quote. Johnson was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in its first induction ceremony in 1986 as an early influence on rock and roll. Here, he sings Crossroads Blues from the 1961 Columbia album, King of the Delta Blues Singers. This is perhaps the most important compilation album in the history of the blues. It ranks 27th on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums list. According to legend, as a young man living on a plantation in rural Mississippi, Johnson had a tremendous desire to become a great blues musician. 
He was instructed to take his guitar to the crossroad near Dockery Plantation at midnight. There he was met by a large black man, the devil, who took the guitar and tuned it. The devil played a few songs, then returned the guitar to Johnson, giving him mastery of the instrument. This deal with the devil mirrors that of the legend of Faust. In exchange for his soul, Johnson was able to create the blues for which he became famous. Crossroad Blues was recorded during Johnson's third session in San Antonio on Friday, November 27, 1936. Rosetta Tharp was an American singer, songwriter, guitarist, and recording artist. Tharp was a pioneer in her guitar technique. She was among the first popular recording artists to use heavy distortion on her electric guitar, giving rise to the earliest examples of electric blues. Born Rosetta Newbin in Arkansas to Willis Atkins and Katie Bell, Tharp came from a family of religious singers cotton pickers, and traditional evangelists. She picked up the guitar at four years old, and at the age of six, she accompanied her mother to perform with a traveling evangelist troupe in churches around the South. 
By the mid-1920s, Tharp and her mother settled in Chicago, where they continued performing spiritual music. As Tharp grew up, she began fusing Delta blues, New Orleans jazz, and gospel music into what would become her signature style. Up Above My Head is a song in the traditional call-and-response format, with Tharp singing a short line, followed by the backup singer's response of the same line. Tharp's biographer, Gail Wald, described Tharp's performance as an ear-popping display of vocal fireworks singing the opening line so fierce and smooth at the same time that it anticipates 1960s soul. The record reached number six on the Billboard Race Records chart in late 1948. Up above my head, I hear music in the air, and I really do believe there's a heaven somewhere. shaping the genre with his trailblazing use of early electric guitars. He was the first to make a guitar wail, cry out, and buckle under the weight of his emotion. He had influenced the likes of B.B. King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Eric Clapton. It was T-Bone Walker, B.B. King once said, 
who, and I quote here, really started me to want to play the blues. I can still hear T-Bone in my mind today from that first record I heard, Stormy Monday. He was the first electric guitar player I heard on record. He made me so that I knew I just had to go out and get an electric guitar, end quote. Walker was the godfather of the modern electric blues guitar. He transformed the pre-war styles of Blind Lemon Jefferson and Lonnie Johnson into sophisticated, swinging electric music. Here is the song T-Bone Blues by T-Bone Walker.
For my last selection, I want to stay with T-Bone Walker. This is such great music. Walker recorded prolifically in the 1940s and 50s, accompanied by small bands that provided backgrounds for his blues singing and guitar solos. He was also noted as a clever songwriter, and his 1947 hit, Call It Stormy Monday, became one of the most enduring modern blues standards. Here is jazz and blues singer Nancy Wilson sing Call It Stormy Monday, music by T-Bone Walker. They call it Stormy Monday But Tuesday's just as bad They call it Stormy Monday But Tuesday's just as bad Wednesday's worse that you've enjoyed today's selection. I think what is so appealing about blues music is that it reflects the trials and tribulations of everyday life. It's honest and raw, and every song has a deep message and can be sung with great feeling. From happiness to heartbreak, desperation and despair, to the drudgery of everyday life, everyone can relate on some level. Blues is, by and large, the music of difficult times. For someone who has never been through loss or experienced depression, blues may seem exaggerated or superficial. To the many who have experienced hardships, blues resonates deeply. When we listen to music that reflects life in all its bittersweetness, it's comforting to know that we are not alone. Thanks for tuning in. Happy listenings. Bye for now.
Well, that is today's episode of the Code St. Luke Telephone Broadcasting Service and Podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to you for listening today. My name is Daryl Levine. We launched this uh, podcast and uh, telephone broadcasting service at the end of March 2020. Of course, we had uh, closed our doors at that point. Uh, People could not come anymore to the library to uh, listen to interesting talks and so on. And this was a way of getting the content to you. Uh, One of the things that we did was uh, set up a telephone number that people could call into every day at 2 p.m. so they could listen to this if they either didn't have a computer or maybe they weren't comfortable using a computer. Uh, And of course, we also later distributed this show through the regular podcast channels that people uh, who listen to podcasts are familiar with. And maybe that's how you're listening to us today. So thanks for listening. Be well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.